coming to you from Michigan, USA, and listened to by people all over the planet. Get ready to be safe and sound with Sean Sparkman. Sparkman. Never take your eyes off your opponent, even when you bow. Welcome to the Safe and Sound Podcast. This is your host, Sean Sparkman. I'm really excited to be bringing you somebody today out of Wisconsin, the cheese state. Um, his name is Matt Hertien. Matt, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Good morning and go Packers. Uh, Sean, thanks for having me on, on the show today. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on. I've never had somebody from Wisconsin on the show. Hey, can you tell me a little bit about where you're at in Wisconsin? Yeah, I'm glad to be on the show. I'm glad to be here to talk a little bit about scenario planning. Uh, I'm just about an hour northwest of, of Milwaukee. There's a little town named of Mayville. Um, if you ever heard of the Horicon Marsh, it's a beautiful, beautiful marsh, about 14 miles long, five miles wide. And I have the privilege of, of living right next to it and, and enjoying life. And can you tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are and what you do? Yeah, so so like as you said, my name is Matt Rattini. Currently, I work at Concordia University as assistant dean for the School of Business. And we have a partnership um, with Concordia and Arbor, which is just next to you. Part of my role there is to teach human resource classes as it relates to like organization performance and change. And I have the opportunity to teach at the undergrad level and the doctorate level. Uh, so we have doctorate students coming through studying change, studying employee engagement, studying HR related topics. And I also have the opportunity to kind of look at assessments and quality of our education within the School of Business, make sure we're meeting the employee demands of our graduates so that our graduates can get jobs. And then I also have the opportunity to serve as a principal founder for a consulting firm where we take the opportunity to, to meet with business owners and individuals talking about where their companies can lead to, where, where they can grow, what strategies they can put in place for um, potential environmental scares, uh, especially as we talk about COVID-19 and the coronavirus. So I have the opportunity to kind of work on the academic world and also the, the practitioner world. And that excites me a lot. Yeah, it's, it's really cool that you have a little bit of both, the academic and then, of course, the real-world business, which, of course, helps a lot with the fact that you're teaching at a business school, right? Correct, correct. And then, you know, part of my journey to becoming an assistant dean, I had the opportunity to own several businesses and I had the opportunity to deploy several of these, these practices we'll talk about today. It is really timely because of the COVID-19 crisis that we have going on right now, what it is that your consulting firm is doing. So can you expand a little bit about on what it is that you do? So the topic we're, we're talking about today is called scenario planning. And scenario planning kind of helps you predict the future. So if you kind of sit back and you think about what does the future hold for your business? So what does the future hold for the financial markets? And our job and our role in the discussions of scenario planning is helping you determine what some of those triggers might be and helping you to develop some of those scenarios. So I kind of came into the the discussion of scenario planning when I used to actually work in the fire service. Uh, scenario planning actually came out of the military service. If you think about the Cold War and, and post-World War II, when the United States was planning for the what-if scenarios. What if this occurred? How do we respond to it? What are some of the triggers that would, would show us that we have to respond in a certain way? And the fire service really picked that up from the standpoint of, okay, what if a hurricane came through? What if a tornado came through? Um, what if at the time Ebola would, would come to the United States, how would we respond to that? And then as I started getting more involved with academics and completing my doctorate degree at 
Colorado State. We had a leading researcher and practitioner there that started the Institute on Scenario Planning. And it kind of fell in love with the topic of saying, okay, regular strategic planning works very well if, if it's very linear. It goes from A to B. And you can set up your KPIs. You can monitor if you're meeting those KPIs. And it's a great process. But the cousin to strategic planning or the partner to strategic planning is really scenario planning. So if you take a step back and you think about your own business and you think about strategic planning, whenever does the, whenever does the environment ever go from A to B and there's not any disruptions that, that really take place within that? And today, as, as we sit here and talk, it's, it's a great example. Some people have actually been able to take a look at the what-if scenarios if a pandemic occurred and how would their organizations respond to that. And that's really what scenario planning does. It really is taking a look at situations that it's not currently evolved, but it's allowing you to, to make decisions on potential scenarios in the future that are very high stress, but you're able to make those decisions on how you respond at a very low stress time and a very low emotional time. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I just want to make sure that, you know, the people listening and that I am kind of understanding what you're saying, the strategic planning is almost like a foundation of I go from point A, like you said, to point B, and here, how do we plan for that? But it's not really planning for the variables, whereas the scenario planning is taking specific things then because you know that something's going to knock you off the rails like a COVID-19 or an Ebola and planning for those parts particular things. Is that correct? Correct. And, you know, obviously today we're talking about something very large as, as a pandemic of COVID-19 and the coronavirus. But there's other, there's other things that you want to consider, which is like technology. How does technology play a part in the future? How does affordable health care back in the day, how did that, how's that going to disrupt the space and how would you respond to it? So strategic planning really looks at like a five-year window and scenario planning really tries to take you like to that 10 to 15 year window. And the basic premises of scenario planning is that the environment changes so rapidly that strategic models are important to be used, but they're not always very useful when that environment changes rapidly. So think about, just go back to a month ago where, every, where a lot of businesses were. What do we do with our businesses? What do we do with our employees? How do we work? How do we continue to, to support the cu customers? How do we lobby to try to keep our business open? And the, for the companies that had scenarios in play for this, maybe they weren't able to predict COVID-19 would occur, but there are businesses out there that predicted that, okay, what happens if we did have to close our doors for a week or two? And they were able to pull that plan out and make easy adjustments versus if you had no plan in place, you had no scenario in place, now you're kind of making decisions on the fly. Right. And this planning isn't just for big corporations. This goes all the way down to your mom and pop or single person, small business owner, right? It does. Kind of what I mentioned before is, okay, how does a couple of years ago we worked with a business that talked about, okay, we knew that affordable health care was coming. So what does that mean? What does that mean for my company? Um, in addition to had the chance to work with several uh, entertainment companies when technology was evolving, okay, what, what impact does the iPhone or the iPod at that time really have within the marketplace? And, and what is that going to do and how do I respond to it? So sometimes the questions that we usually start off asking businesses we consult with or classes that we work through, here's some basic questions that we may ask that we may concentrate on. Is like, how can you retain market share in a changing environment? So kind of a broad question, but through research and through discussions, you start to come up with these themes and you start to figure out, okay, what are some of those pri probabilities of high impact 
a high probability that something's actually going to occur, and they concentrate on those. Another question that we kind of talk about is potentially, you know, like how does technology disrupt the business? Well, what potentially are new products that could be offered in the marketplace? And then obviously we mentioned healthcare. So scenario planning is something that, that typically takes, usually you can get it done in a, like four to, to six hours with some outside work. But it, it, like I said, it will last you 10, 15 years to get through. And no matter if you're that restaurant that's on the corner that may be suffering right now on Main Street, all the way to the large financial institutions, scenario planning has, has proven to be successful. You know, right now we're in the midst of COVID-19 crisis. And for those that haven't done the planning, which most people have not in the past, is there anything that they can do now that we're in the midst of this to help mitigate or, you know, in the future plan better? Well, there's a couple aspects to that. And I think there's two avenues. So having talked to some clients, that that's a question that comes up, stakeholders that come to the School of Business at Concordia. And there's two scenarios that I would say that, that I would help work people through or have them work through. And, and one of that is, okay, how do you relaunch your business at this point? So you could, you could actually take the time and start planning and be more, a little bit more strategic with scenario planning and say, okay, now we know that with the, hopefully within the next couple of weeks that we're going to be relaunching. And how do we do that? How do we get out of the gate so that we can be successful? But the other side of it is, if you haven't done scenario planning for your businesses for five to 10 years out and 10 to 15 years out, now is an important time to start doing that because you want to be successful. And when you launch, you are going to be successful if you take the time to plan through that. But you, there's, all, there's going to be other things that come down the pike about uh, potential recessions. How do we respond to that? Potential political corrections. That How do we respond to that? Something that we haven't talked to yet about, you know, what has been some of the successes in scenario planning and I don't know, Sean, do you remember the, the Shell uh, Corporation and, and reading about and discussing like the oil crisis of the 1970s? Yeah, I do. I remember studying that. So in Shell, for those, Shell is still a great company that's around, right? They're still successful and they're still productive. Well, Shell took a lot of these premises of scenario planning from the military and really applied it to their company. And they actually really forecasted that the oil crisis was going to occur. And, and when they started plotting out different triggers, different events that would predict, they saw what was occurring in the Middle East, which was some political concerns to them. And through that discussion and through what we call scenario writing and storytelling, they were able to predict the oil crisis and such. They had a plan in place to deal with it. So it didn't just really disrupt the strategic plan. What it actually did was add it to and help internal correction so they could stay on track to meet their, their KPIs. A scenario planning has also been used to help predict economic recessions and obviously political elections and all the way to response to like Hurricane Katrina and September 11th. So sometimes the message gets lost in, is this for big companies? Yes, definitely is. And it's something that needs to be there. But it's also for a small business in America as well. Yeah, I really like it. And I, I have an interesting question for you because obviously this year is crazy. We have the COVID-19 crisis. We don't know exactly when it's going to end. We obviously hope that it's going to be sooner than later. We have a political election coming up at the end of the year. And there's been a lot of talk that it's possible we could be going into a recession either now because of the coronavirus or possibly after the election. So for the small business owners that are out there and even medium and large business owners, what questions should they be asking? What type of planning should they be doing for all the economic volatility that we could be walking in? Well, let me let me maybe step back a second and maybe 
talk a little bit about higher education and questions that are probably appropriate there, and we can then relay that to, to business. So right now in the world of higher education, there's a discussion based on the recession, based on COVID-19, what is that, what's going to happen to the student population? And, and I'm sure you've been reading about some of those articles and seeing that on, on TV. Well, in scenario planning, something that should have been done several years ago is what happens, you would plan this out like high probability and high, high probability that it's going to occur in high impact. So meaning that you really only want to concentrate on a couple of different variables that are really going to have a big disruption to your business and a high probability it's going to occur. Does that make sense, John? So you're focusing so, more on the things that could possibly happen and that are going to make the greatest impact. Correct, because you just don't have time to worry about everything. It, it's just impossible to do that. So you, scenario planning helps you pull out those variables. So in higher education, the question often becomes and should become in scenario planning is what happens if we see a decrease in student population by 10%? That would cause huge market waves within higher education, correct? Yeah. But the other the other question would come into, like, what happens if we see an increase of, of student population of 10%? That may sound like a really good thing, but in essence, it may not be a really good thing because you may not have the resources and you may not have the infrastructure to deal with that, and it could actually cause you to have failure. So that same premise would go for right now. So we're going into this, this phase of a potential recession, depending on how you look at the markets and how you see the markets. And the question really now should start coming out in the scenario planning if you do what we would call short-term scenario planning versus the long-term scenario planning we've really been talking about. And that short-term scenario planning is, okay, if you start, if you're going to see a decrease in revenue that's coming in your door, how do you respond to that now? What changes do you have to, to make to your personnel? How do you get your personnel wrapped up and trained to, to move into the new environment? Are there changes you have to make to comps and benefits? Is there operational changes you have to make to align. And the other interesting thing that I think would come out of this, and we're just starting to talk about scenario planning with another business right now, and, and I'm intrigued to find out how much COVID-19 and how much the technology that we're using in the last couple of weeks is going to impact businesses. You know, how many of our businesses that used to have front doors to it are now going to see themselves probably utilizing technology more to meet with customers? Not saying that's going to go that way for all of them, but when you look at businesses, the scenario plan is specific to that business and uh, specific to that, that marketplace. So those are some of the questions I'd be asking right now is how are you projecting your financial numbers going forward? What impact is the political environment such as the elections in November going to play to this? And how do you position your business to be sustainable? And then you start developing these storylines. And then out of these storylines, you, you develop these triggers. And then you start to see based on these triggers, like, yeah, this reality is really coming coming true. And now all I have to do is pull this plan off, look at the plan again, make sure it's appropriate for the current time. And now I have a plan on how to respond and I'm not panicking at the top, at, at the eighth hour. Yeah, I really like that because it takes a very strategic, uh, you know, way of approaching the future and really addressing things that could possibly happen. And you know, a lot of it, like you said, you want to focus on the higher probability things. And we know that there's going to be some kind of economic impact for from what's going on right now for the future. So uh, it, I believe that it's really important. And one thing I find interesting is the technology aspect. And it's a conversation I've been having with a ton of people. of How are businesses going to adjust and what are they going to do going forward now?
uh, we've been kind of forced into using technology that's always kind of been there for the last few years. Very true. And and not only is there a market for innovation to occur there, both from an end, end, end user, but for also from the front end, front end user of that. When I was listening to talk about about technology, it, it really relates back to, to how am I going post, post COVID-19. So once the market starts getting back, Going once we start getting out in the public, and this is a question that I would ask. I'm just thinking about a small town, natural food, grocery store slash restaurant that I know. How are they going to respond so that their business can stay, stay successful when people may be concerned about still going out in public or concerned about going to a small shopping store or going to a restaurant and sitting next to people? What's that impact that's going to happen? And and that And it's going to be interesting to see how not only – they respond to that, but also how technology responds to that. Are they going to go to some sort of online distribution type model where they'll deliver within a five mile radius? And then what resources are they going to need to actually do that? And that's really what scenario planning helps with is not only will it help predict events that are occur, but it'll allow you to think through, okay, if this actually occurs and this is how I need to respond to it to be sustainable, then what resources and what money do I have to to put down that path so that, that I can respond to it in, in the time of potential crisis. It really does help you understand that the environment really plays a part in our organizations. And sometimes strategic planning by itself can't predict what the environment is going to do for you. Right, because there's always going to be the black swans, the events that nobody saw coming. And all we can do is do our best to plan for whatever we can, right? So for people that want to get in touch with you, learn more about what you're doing, where can they go? So right now you can go to www.morphadvisor.com. So again, www.morphadvisor.com. That's our website. And on our website for the consulting business, if you go to our homepage, there'll be a pop-up window and you'll, you'll see that you'll have the opportunity to acquire an error planning worksheet that you can utilize in, in your business. And then we're also happy to provide insights into how to utilize that worksheet and more details and provide some consulting services there. Or you can email me at mattsh at morphadvisors.com. Again, mattsh at morphadvisors.com. Great. And we'll have links in the show notes so that people will be able to find you. And, you know, this has been kind of a fun little deep dive on planning, and I think it's going to make a big impact in a lot of people's lives. So thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, before we go, though, is there any questions that you can think of that I should have asked you that I didn't? You know, maybe let's talk about where scenario planning could have helped. And, Sean, if you think about Kodak, you remember the case? You know, what do you remember of Kodak? Yeah, they were the film company, and I know that they didn't adapt to the future properly. Yeah, so that's a great example of a scenario planning credit view. So Kodak had a lot of research done into, like, tablets and technology, and, and we just kind of talked about technology and how technology can disrupt a business. And if you don't plan for those disruptions, ultimately you can go bankrupt, right, or can you lose a huge market share. So Kodak decided to stay within that film industry because it was good margins and they kind of lost sight of like, what if the film industry changes due to technology and, and really didn't like the iPhone and the iPod and digital cameras really impact them. And it did. And they had some of the technology and they had some of the insights to actually be some of the first disruptors in that, that marketplace. And they chose not to. So Kodak had a lot of success in its day. However, scenario planning would have, 
help them predict like when is that technology going to be acceptable in the work workplace and in the marketplace and when is the right time to maybe launch certain technologies because we know from the standpoint from the technology there's times some of the companies that first launched the tablets didn't do so well the marketplace wasn't ready for it but apple was able to predict and now microsoft was able to predict like when was the marketplace ready for it and they launched and it changed the whole world so as we think about technology and as we think about other factors that's really where scenario planning helps is it helps points you in the right direction of what could be coming and and how you can plan for it yeah, and I think it comes down to a mindset, too, where people have to have the mindset of being open to change, being open to things shifting and changing in the future. Because like Kodak, they had their research division, they knew it was coming, but they didn't do anything about it. They kind of buried their heads in the sand and said, hey, the film industry isn't going anywhere, right? Correct. And that's where, like, if I put on my other side of the head and talk about change and change management and and you have to, like, what we call unfreeze the organization. you got to get the organization and stakeholders ready for change so that they can understand the, the reasons for it. And that's what scenario planning really kind of helps you do is once you create the scenario and you take, you sit back, you take that aha and say, like, this is a real probability. This, is, this could really occur either beneficially to our company or not beneficially to our company. And either way, like, we have to have a response for this. And if we – if we don't have a response for this, we may fail and we may have to close up shops. So one of the questions we usually start off with in scenario planning, and it really helps take off that protective shielding that people get and employees get about like what we're doing now is so great that nothing's going to ever disrupt us or we're so large that nothing's going to disrupt us or we have our own little niche in small town America, nothing's going to disrupt us. And the question I usually ask people is not what is the problem statement of what, what's occurring, because that problem statement usually causes people to become a little defensive. I usually ask this, is what is the ideal future for your company? What does the ideal future look like? What are two or three ways you can actually get to that ideal future? Now, that's a whole different view, right? Because yeah. now you're not talking about a defensive mechanism. You're talking about where do you want to go? And it's hard to argue with each other at this point. And now you start to get synergy on, on discussions and collaboration. And then through scenario planning, you really do help in strategic planning. You really get to that point of, of trying to reach that ideal future. And I hope that the people that are listening, that you share this with anybody you know that's a business owner and that they take the time to listen and to really have an open mindset because this is really important. And we're seeing right now how important it is. And Matt, I just want to say thank you again for coming on the show. Is there anything else you want to throw out there? No, thank you for your time and thank you for everything that you've been doing for um, businesses in the United States and continue to look forward to listening to your podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it. And for those of you that are listening, this is Sean Sparkman, your host of the Safe and Sound Podcast. As always, we were bringing you different people from across the country to get you different viewpoints to help you build that safe and sound lifestyle and just be better and healthier every single day. So thanks again for listening. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for listening to Safe and Sound Radio with Sean Sparkman. Sean Sparkman. If you have questions or would like to suggest a topic for future shows, contact Sean at 313-246-9278 or visit the website at www.safeandsoundretirement.net. That's www.safeandsoundretirement.net. I must leave.